Hey everyone, welcome to the first official episode of the Unarmed Harm podcast. I'm your host, Diamond Holtz. Today we're going to go into the amendments, and then we're going to also talk about the core elements in society. So to start off with the amendments, we're going to talk about three important amendments that I really think is the most important, but it really justified the Bill of Rights. Um, and those three we're going to talk about the 4th, 5th, and 6th Amendment and what they mean and when they were born and also how it kind of protects the united states of america from law enforcement so the first amendment we're going to talk about is the fourth amendment the fourth amendment is that even though police officers have the opportunity to search your home the bill of rights added the fourth amendment which protects people at their home and now the police officers need a search warrant to enter a person's resident home the Fourth Amendment is to automatically protect the rights to privacy and their freedom. Even though the amendment would give you protection, sometimes it doesn't provide a lot of protection. All different searches. But most that are done by the government and some unreasonable that is under the law. The Fourth Amendment was born because of the fact that the actions of the British tax collectors that happened before the Revolution War came about. Still, they would use general warrants to enter people's properties. This, unfortunately... They didn't need any evidence of wrongdoing to enter their property, and that is one major effect. The amendment played a massive factor in two different important cases. Now we have the Fifth Amendment, and this amendment was created on December 15, 1791. When it was added to the Bill of Rights, James Madison proposed the Fifth Amendment. Now, James Madison was a lawyer who became one of our presidents. Still, he has written multiple amendments to the Bill of Rights that have been very efficient even as of 2020. Fifth Amendment is becoming a privilege against self-incrimination that has a lot to do with digital evidence. Now, the Fifth Amendment is related to procedural criminal justice. Because procedural criminal justice requires probable cause, the Fifth Amendment is just a due process. You have the right to a grand jury, forbids double, or protect you against any self-incrimination. Lastly, we have the Sixth Amendment. The Sixth Amendment is one of the most critical amendments out of, out of a lot of them because the Sixth Amendment provides them with the right to a speedy trial, which can be public, the right to a lawyer, and always the right to an impartial trial. And this was created and passed September 25, 1789. Now, the right to a jury means in a criminal case, the government will charge a defendant with any violations of the criminal law. This implies bail hearing arrangements or even trials that can provide reasonable doubt. The right to a speedy trial means they will receive a fair trial and the public trial guarantee, which means a right to an available trial that will serve some interest on criminal defendants and the public as well. To me, the 4th, 6th, and the 5th Amendment are the amendments that really sums up the Bill of Rights, not by the meaning, but about the efficient efficiency they have on the society. These have created a significant impact on people who need protection throughout the day and throughout the years that we live in as well, and how we continue to process throughout history and more changes come about. Now we're going to go into the core elements in society. And the core elements in society have to be involved in stabilizing, keeping the justice system involved in law enforcement, definitely when it comes to keeping other people safe. There are multiple core elements and they all have meaning behind it and what it does for the justice system when it needs to solve something, which is, and the three core elements is mostly 
law enforcement, the courts, and the correction, which are all involved in the court elements of justice. But most importantly, we're going to talk about these types of justice and how they help the justice system when they are in need of helping the offender. There are components of the justice system and they all fit to complete the piece of the criminal justice, even if they do little to the most work because at the end of the day, they all help solve issues. Begin with, we're going to talk about the, the first component of the criminal, which is law enforcement. The law enforcement are the people who will begin to gather and keep evidence, write reports, investigate the people involved before making the final arrest. But most importantly, they investigate all crimes. While this is happening, the courts become involved. And this is when courts are seen by the judges and their number one thing is to follow the laws. When a suspect comes to court, they are faced with the jury, the judges, and they have their lawyers and the victim. Or if they are the victim, they have the suspect lawyers there. And this is where we hear both sides of the story before providing a guilty or no guilty charge. This is the last step into the justice system, the final piece, which is the correctional. And they're most involved in taking offenders and breaking their connection with the outside world to teach them a lesson. Correctional officers always make sure the faculties are safe and watch the inmates from a day-to-day -day basis. Justice is known for giving any suspect what he or she deserved because of what they tried or did to the victim. And this includes four types of justice. These types of justice systems that are involved in the whole process, process when you are a, an offender starting with distributive justice, meaning fairness in what people have received, or you could say the equal amount given to people based on what is available. Restorative justice is for repairing any harm done that involves the community, the victim, or even the law enforcement. And next we have the retributive justice, which is meant to punish people for committing crimes so in the future when they are welcomed back in society, they won't do it again. Lastly, procedural justice is based on making decisions based on fair treatment. These justice types are all meant to help the offender receive the punishment, make apologies, and set the situation well because they were involved in whatever happened. These justice types are all meant to help the offender see the punishment, make the apologies, and accept the situation well because they were involved but also because they have to understand. Now we're going to relate this to a very famous case and to me this plays a big part in the order of the justice system and it plays a really huge part in the type of justice they're in and this case is the O.J. Simpson case. And it shows you how these four justice systems were impacting his life because of the situation he was involved in. This is a huge factor and a huge role for any person who is involved in the justice system. A case that, like I said, is famous and you have watched or heard about involve all parts is the O.J. Simpson case. This case was worldwide and it became into a movie, a trial all over the news, and it became a documentary as well. Now, you guys might have heard this famous quote, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The O.J. Simpson case was based on O.J. versus the people of the state of California that was in Los Angeles based on a crime that he was acquitted on, including two murders of his ex-wife and her friend. O.J. was a former football player around the time. He also did some acting, but mostly broadcasting. The crime was committed around midnight on June 12th, and the crime was investigated on June 13th. And he was committed on crime because they found his infamous glove behind his house. We're going to show you how this case goes with the O.J. Simpson case, and this starts off with the core of the justice, starting with the police, meaning the law enforcement. The law enforcement was called to the scene a day after the crime happened. They were there to investigate the crime that happened that left his ex-wife and her friend. He thought she was involved with, but was truly just her friend at the time, dead. After they investigated the crime and proved to find him the main suspect, they put out a warrant for his arrest. 
He then had the opportunity to turn himself in, and when he did it, it became another court justice. With, with the law enforcement becoming involved and him having a high-speed chase, then that is when the courts became involved from the core of the justice. He, his lawyer, the city of California, and the, and the jury, where they all are in the courtroom trying to prove if he's guilty or not. Guilty for the crime that happened. This is where the evidence is placed and collected and protected, which was shown and given to the jury and the judge to prove that he was guilty or if he wasn't guilty. After the court was over, they said he was not guilty. But if he was, then the next part and final would be going to into correctional, which is the correctional facility to go and serve the punishment that needed to be served. That needed to be served. And the next part, we're going to talk about the type of justice and how it relates to this case that is involved with the court of justice, starting with restorative justice. And this justice is involved in the case because OJ was trying to repair his reputation, but also trying to speak out in interviews of all sorts to get his apology across to the community. After all, it was a worldwide case that affected not only the families of the victim, but also the communities. Then we have the retributive justice and this case relates to this because OJ didn't commit the crime. He was proven not guilty but when he went to jail for the crime he committed later on he was sentenced to jail and this stopped him from doing it again. Another one we can show you in the procedural justice when he which he was completely treated fairly or maybe a little extra because of his status throughout the whole case. However when you listen to this podcast and you take notes on any similarities that OJ that the OJ case have been related to the core of the justice system and the type of justice that were given and after you notice that the oj simpson case being a big thing in the athlete industry and also being a big case in the los angeles area because of his no name and what he did for a living at that time just shows you that every case goes through the same phase and they are being involved in any crime of any sort i give you the ultimate ex- example with the explanation of this case so hopefully that you understand how the process of the justice system goes and how the court justice system will continue continue to grow as society continues. Any person would go through when they're going, when they committed a crime or their people think they committed a crime, this is still the process that they go through no matter if you did or did not commit the crime. It's just how the courts and how the judges and the lawyers do to make sure it is a fair trial. Sometimes it isn't and sometimes it is, but that's just how it is processed and how it goes no matter who you are. So I really just wanted to cover those two topics, the amendments and the core of the justice, just so when we get more into talking about wrongly convicted African Americans and also get um, also talk about cases that involve kids and adults, you know, and teenagers who did die at the hands of others and how, you know, they didn't get the fairness that they needed or get the justice that they needed. So this is just really up you getting the knowledge of what these amendments mean, the most important amendments, you know, and then give you more knowledge of the process of how it goes when you're being committed for a crime, even if you did not do it. So when I start explaining everything um, and going more into different types of cases and start talking about cases at least you already have a hand count of how the process goes so again thank you so much for tuning in to the unarmed harm podcast i'm your host diamond holtz and i'll see you on the next episode thank you